7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia Loyolo. Mkalipi is the producer and in technical tonight we have Sylvester Komane. And this evening on the show we will talk to the South African Football Players Union, commonly known as SAFPU. This is on the back of a show that you might remember that we did two Thursdays ago where we invited Ikasa and the SABC to talk to us about broadcast rights and how they work. Ikasa confirmed on the show that they have been conducting public hearings after receiving numerous complaints about broadcast rights. The PSL then made a submission to the regulator ICASA pleading with them not to change the current model of how they sell their broadcast rights. The PSL said it wants to be in charge of its own broadcast rights and went on about how the game has grown and benefited since they sold broadcast rights to pay TV channel Supersport. Now, in that submission, the PSL led by the chairman Dr. Evan Koza mentioned that one of the beneficiaries of this broadcast deal with Supersport is the Players Union who they gave 10 million rand after signing a CBA uh, which is a collective bargaining agreement back in 2012. Well, it didn't take long for SAFPU to get in touch with us. They did so immediately after that show, saying that they never received 10 million rand from the PSL. And uh, they are saying that the league is not totally honest here in this submission to ICASA. Well, I think that's what it means anyway, that the league is not totally honest. They didn't say it in their own words, but they disputed the fact that the PSL gave them 10 million rand. So the Players Union is here in studio with us. We've got the President and the General Secretary. And I think this also gives us an opportunity to talk about other issues affecting football players and football in South Africa. And we have invited the PSL also to get a response from their side, but we haven't received a positive response just yet. Hopefully um, before the show ends, they can come and just clarify the small matter here of 10 million rand that is in their submission to ICASA. But uh, before we go there, let's talk a little bit of cricket. The T20 Global League hitting another speed bump yesterday with the equity partner Supersport pulling out of their partnership Um, with Cricket South Africa and this is another setback in what's become a very messy handling of this proposed new league which remember was due to start last year already and uh, it was suspended, it was postponed rather to 2018 and we are joined on the line now by Ulungani Zama, a sports journalist at the independent newspapers just to find out more uh, about what is happening with this deal. Actually we'll speak to Ulungani after this quick break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM Remember, you can join in the conversation at any time on 891 Our SMS line is 40938. WhatsApp number 061 You can even send voice, no- voice notes to that WhatsApp number and it's hashtag SAFM uh, spot on. So let's talk about what's happening now uh, with this uh, T20 Global League. And as I mentioned, we are joined on the line by Lungani Zama from Independent Newspapers. Wemzem, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Hey, member, long time. Are you good? I'm good, man. I see you've been hard at work watching some golf. How's that going? Yeah, Chief, we've been trying to, to follow this stuff in the cold and the rain. Glad to be back indoors now. Eh? <laughs> Great stuff. Let's talk about cricket, though, Lungana. You wrote about this on Sunday in uh, the Sunday Independent. I guess you're not surprised by the latest developments of Supersport pulling out? No, I'm not totally surprised. Um Actually, it's like a bride who, who keeps on being asked uh, for marriage, and then when they get to the altar, there's runaway uh, bridegrooms all over. There's, there's, there just seems to be almost a curse on this tournament. You almost uh, get to the point where you think 
you've got to call it off and just uh, start afresh because at the moment the problems are getting deeper and deeper and the financial implications, uh, are, are, you know, they could wreck Cricket South Africa for the foreseeable future when they were hoping that this tournament would be what puts the money in the coffers. It could be taking out what's left. What what, what reasons did Supersport uh, give for pulling out of their partnership? I know they did say they're still interested in broadcasting the tournament when it happens, but why did they pull out? Look, the, I mean, the, the CEO basically suggested that uh, they didn't reach um, a an agreement on, on the numbers, basically, because uh, the 49% was what was on the table, so that obviously CSA still have the majority. But I think... Uh, when we look at the lack of sponsors that are, are jumping into this thing, as opposed to other T20 leagues around the world, uh, maybe the burden um, of, 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 of hosting the tournament and sharing those costs up front, maybe when they looked at those numbers, because you've got to remember, Supersports uh, are not as flush as they used to be themselves. They've been discussing about competitors in the market, so they've got their own priorities. Broadcasting is one thing, but footing the bill for bringing players and lavish parties and hosting, you know, you've got to look at those numbers in a different light now because the, the, the market has changed. And even the quality of play you're going to attract after a year of promises and then it didn't happen and the compensations and this, you know, it's a tainted tournament now. And, and I think even if it got off the ground, you'd have to wonder the quality of product that you'd have. You know, it's been severely compromised now. Mm. Having said that, I've seen reports that Cricket South Africa is going ahead with the tournament. Is that correct? And if so, does it mean that they're confident of finding another partner, another broadcast partner? Yes. Uh, so they're, they're adamant. They, they want to try and find a way to, to make this thing work. Um, but I think also we've got to start remembering that some of the guys who are, are, are still trying to make this happen at the initial stages of this, when the thing started falling apart, you know, some of those names have fallen by the wayside, so they've picked up the slack left by others. Um, and sometimes you've got to, you know, step back and say, hey, this fight is bigger than me. I didn't start this. And uh, be mature about this, because if you try and force this issue, there's still this lingering battle with uh, the previous owners who all put in $10 million up front, thinking they bought franchises, they renamed things, they made uh, connections with the cities they were supposed to host. They started bringing players in, you know, there was the whole draft. So there's a lot of, of of road that's already been paved, and now you've gone back on that, and you're trying to map a new path. Those guys are still waiting, saying that we've got rights to this thing. So if you start anything without us, we're taking you to court. So, you know, there's a huge, huge dilemma here. And uh, Cricket South Africa would have to think long and hard before they announce anything, because the implications, uh, you know, and you're talking about millionaires and billionaires sitting in Dubai and India and Pakistan. These guys don't mind taking the long road and taking you to court and um, just making sure this thing doesn't get off the ground on principle because they've been promised something, it hasn't happened, and now they've almost just been left by the wayside. Uh, it's a very, very slippery slope. So who should take responsibility for this mess? You've already mentioned that some guys have fallen by the wayside here uh, because of the implications, but who is really responsible for where we're finding ourselves now? Look, uh, the one thing is that nobody has come and put their hands up and said, I made this call. Uh, Harun Logat obviously took the fall last year, um, but it was never ever a one-man show. There's a board to consider here who've got things to answer for. Um, obviously, the newly uh, appointed, permanently appointed CEO, uh, Tabang Muru, now he's got to front up and, and face this music, and not all of it um, was by his choosing. So there's a lot of hidden faces that made choices that got us down this far. 
And I think um, that's that's what you've got to look at. And, 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 and those people have, uh, need to start coming up front because um, they were part of this. You know, there was a whole board and, and Harun Logat has always insisted that it wasn't a one-man show. Um, but, you know, as we know in, in, in all walks of life, the board is always unnamed. They, this faceless power that makes decisions and uh, the consequences are faced usually by the face of the company. So it'll be interesting to see if things start pointing once once you go down court roads and uh, people's uh, lives are at stake and their, their livelihoods are at stake, then I think we might see some people starting to squeal and some names start revealing out the cupboard. Finally, do you think this tournament will go ahead? Should it go ahead? Look, this certainly. year? Uh, you know, it, it, it's a great idea. We've seen it around the world. Um, but just because something works um, at your next-door neighbor's house doesn't mean it's going to work in your own house, you know, because we're not all the same. Um, we obviously want uh, a piece of the pie that guys like Australia and India, uh, even the Caribbean, because even Canada have got a league now. Mm. Um, but we're all looking at far more stable economies um, and people who, who've got corporate support and have got clout, so they've been able to make these things happen even quickly. Um, obviously, we've seen that and been attracted to it. Our players have gone over there and made millions, and we thought we could replicate this here. But uh, we we may have overshot ourselves, um, overestimated our our own organisational skills, and, 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 and it's a mess now. In, in my opinion, you you hold your hands up, you say, "Hey, let's go back to the good old days of the Ram Slam. Let's have two overseas players each. Um, you can afford them. You can afford them if you're the Dolphins, if you're the Titans. Pay them a hundred thousand dollars. Let's push on. This thing is bigger than us." So let's not dig this hole deeper, because you dig it any deeper now, uh, you're looking at grave, grave circumstances. And, uh, you know, we're about to lose a rash of our biggest names in cricket beyond this. And and if we, we keep on going in circles with this thing and we're digging this financial hole deeper and deeper, there may be no coffers left to keep what talent we still have from just going out there and becoming T20 mercenaries. Like things like this have happened for the West Indies, for Pakistan, for other nations that we always thought, oh no, they were safe. They're going to be proud test nations. If we if we drop this ball any further, you know, you you could have your best players looking around saying, why am I sticking around in this mess when I've got options around the world to play three four months a year instead of being stuck in this mess? And that's the danger you run because you know, um, failure by association. It's CSA, but these players are contracted to CSA. Um, so you've got to start thinking about the bigger implications of this. What a mess. Cricketers say in sixes and sevens here, clearly. Lungani Zamo, sports journalist at Independent Newspapers, thank you very much for just giving us insight into what is going on here. I'm sure this is not the last we're hearing about this and there will be more developments soon. But thank you for joining us, mate. Thank you, member. Shop. Thank you, Lungani Zama. Follow him on Twitter there, Wemzam, uh, Wemzam17. I think that is uh, his Twitter handle there. Very reliable sports journalist, Lungani Zama. Covers all sports under the sun. And up next, we'll speak to the South African Football Players Union. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Well, we are back. We're going to talk to the Players' Union now as we lead the conversation here on SAFM. You can call us on 891 SMS 40938, our WhatsApp number 611 and it's hashtag on uh, SAFM, spot on is the hashtag. And uh, we've got the president here and we've got the GS. We'll speak to them shortly. So much to talk about. But as I mentioned earlier, we did a show a couple of weeks ago um, where 
the PSL claimed that it has given the players' union 10 million rand after signing a CBA in 2012. The players' union is disputing that and they will uh, on the show to tell us why they're disputing that. But before that, I was actually at a press conference today, at the MTN8 press conference ahead of the semifinals and uh, we were addressed by the Supersport United coach Kaitana Tembo, the Kaiser Chiefs coach Giovanni Solinas and the... Um, Sundowns coach Pizzo Musimane and I thought it was interesting what coach Pizzo had to say today about the players union. They get our things together. I remember when they, when we formed the players union as a coach at Supersport United and everybody was not happy with me. He said, oh you're a coach but you, you're supporting the players union. No, I didn't. I supported them and not uh, by talk financially and everything. And I'm so happy to see this players union is the very last one I supported that it is still standing now, which is good. And it took long also. They had different bodies, you remember? And thanks to Doc Kumalo, thanks to Roger Desar, Thomas Marichache, me, um, John Moyeti, <coughs> we took our family money to, to make sure that that happens. And, and those stories, maybe people don't know about it. I gave them my car, I gave them everything to run around, to go. We put money, we put them in Holland. We took them to Theo van Seychelen in the PF, PFA in England also. We put money for them to do that. We stayed on the course. And I, I, that's one thing I don't regret, is that players have support, structure, and players should be represented. And sometimes you think that when you do that, you, you start in politics and you start in consult. You know, we don't do that. It's, it's proper that everybody should have support and backup of players when they have a, they have a problem. So there it is, Coach Pizza Musimane there uh, speaking proudly about the Players' Union. Mr. President, uh, words of encouragement from Coach Pizza. How do you feel about that? Is happy that you are still standing as one of the founding members? Look, thank you, Tim. So let me say hi to you and the listeners of SAFM. Uh, indeed, I mean, we owe it to this uh, giant of our football, giant uh, who at the most awkward times when it was not easy, you know, to stand for one's rights. They were there, and they made sure that, uh, I mean, we've had the uh, players' union. I mean, the the rest is history today. Uh, that had it not been because of them, you know, those are men of yesterday who saw it fit, you know, after gaining some experience overseas and so, so on. They came together, uh, your Dr. Kumalos, your... Uh, the late Tommy Marichache, uh, you know, they came together, John Muetis, to ensure that at least the players have a voice. And our responsibility today is to ensure that uh, we continue with the vision that they initially had and make sure that at the end of the day, the players themselves are able to share, you know, in the, uh, you know, the multi-billions in the, or they are able to share in this multi-billion industry, you know, and uh, live better lives after playing the game. Who makes up the structure now of the players' union? Look, uh, it's the players. I think we, you'd know that we just came from Congress, yeah. and uh, we have uh, a mixed balance, a very, very good balance, which the Secretary General will speak to. Uh, but yes, it's uh, we've got about in our leadership, we've got about six current playing uh, players and four uh, former players. So that's the makeup, you know, of the current uh, leadership of the players. You know, SG, please tell us about the structure, the management structure of the players' union. Who's who? 
Thank you, Tavis. Uh, we've got the, the president, Tulakhan Yohashubelu. On your right? Yes, we've got the vice president, first vice president, Deboho Munyai. We've got the second vice president, uh, Morgan Shibambu. We have uh, the secretary general, myself. We have the deputy secretary general, uh, Kelvin Tailo Soltamutlu. And we have the treasurer of the organization, Zama Zamin. Okay. And we also have uh, four additional uh, members to that. We've got Tlantla Vilagazi, who's at Amazulu. Current we, player. Yes, we've got Msekelim Valo, who's at Tax. We've got uh, Bafana Ntlap, who's at Royal Eagles. And we also have Mpoma Ruping, who's at uh, Free State Stars, as it is. Okay, I hear goalkeeper, defenders, midfielders here, yeah, but no strikers here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I missed anybody. Clearly, there's something I miss here. Yeah. But thank you for clearing up, for clearing that up. But let's talk about the issue at hand. Now, we had Ikasa two weeks ago explaining to us broadcast rights and the SABC, how they all work. And then we were reading a submission from the PSL, which, uh, which I, I came across, and it says that they gave you 10 million rand after signing a CBA, which is a collective bargaining agreement. Mr. President, I'll start with you. Did you or did you not receive this 10 million rand from the PSL? Tabi, so we can confirm that we have not received uh, the amount that was mentioned. However, what we have done, we have since written a letter to the league. Uh, they have responded, of course, to that league, to that letter. We agreed that we'll engage on a process. And these uh, processes, I think we will be... Uh, hearing again from the league as well uh, sometime next next week after the uh, exco all right and uh, we the parties have agreed to say okay let us sit and meet and try and resolve this matter because there's just a whole lot of confusion around this matter as far as we're concerned we have not received uh, that uh, and if they have any information to the contrary we would really love to have that and to that extent we to that end of course we had said okay let us see this process through. And once this process, of course, it's uh, uh, done in dusters, we will then come back again and say, okay, this is the position of the organization and this is where we are. Or this is how both parties have dealt with this particular matter. But answering your question, no, we have not uh, received uh, such a uh, kind of money. Even the management structure before, before, before you guys came on board, are they also not aware of this amount? Did you go back in your books and check all those years? No, no, we have not received such amount. You'd recall that in 2007, when the whole issue started of the uh, broadcast rights from the uh, from DSTV, uh, multi-choice, uh, I mean, you know, our history is very rich with the league, of course. We went to parliament, we presented our case, and after that there was an agreement uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the league will assist us. Uh, you know, as it is a norm, by the way, I mean, it happens in football anywhere where football is played in the world, that uh, players will benefit from the broadcast right, yeah. you know, to enable them to grow as an organization, to be able to do other things. And in the beginning, yes, there was a support, you know, to say, here's a support, this is what you will get as a players union. Uh, but at some point, because of differences, you know, we're growing and stuff and all that, that money assists uh, from you know you know coming and uh, we we saying and that is why we're saying we have not received that kind of amount of money we in the beginning would have received something from the lake and uh, to the extent that uh, there were a lot of differences and uh, everything else because there were basically there was a question of membership there was question of the cba and so forth we could not find each other and everything or any other thing else stopped
So then I'm interested to find out what was the response from the league. I know you're going to sit down and you're going to talk, but what did they say? Because I've got the document in front of me in black and white where they're telling Ikasa they gave the players union 10 million. Now, like I'm saying, we have agreed in terms of a process to say, what is it that we, we need to do? Because we need to clarify ourselves. You'll understand that we have always said we are key stakeholders in the games and the league as well, they are stakeholders in the game. And, uh, you know, to the extent that there are differences, we always try and resolve those particular uh, differences. It was very unfortunate, Tavis, I must say, that uh, we found out about this thing in the manner in which we found out. It was very unfortunate. However, we took a view that said, let us approach the league. Let us, uh, uh, because we are a very reasonable organization, mm. all right, before you can make uh, or take any action whatsoever, uh, you need to at least give them an opportunity to clarify their position with regards to that. Because remember this document, we didn't get it from the league. Sure. Uh, we received it you know, from the media. And when we saw it, we responded to that particular document to say, no, wait a minute. We are caught by surprise here. We don't know what's happening with this. And now we have said to the league, let us engage. Let us tell us exactly what your views are and tell us what, and, and they are not really denying anything you know they just said they will then on the in their last uh, ex-committing when they meet they will then deal with this matter and we expect the uh, response uh, then so hence we're saying as soon as we get that particular response we will communicate to say how far we've gone and uh, what what is the outcome of the well you've come a long way yourself but you used to come out guns blazing on issues like this but you're being civil you're being mature about it and we will respect that before i move to the sg how is the union's relationship with the psl mr president look it's getting better it's getting better and i think it has improved uh, a lot over a few months since we have started, you know that immediately after we were elected into office, we had a meeting with the league. Uh, we, of course, met with the chairperson of the league, chairman of the league as well. And we told them, look, we, the long and short of it is that the union is here to stay. The league is here to stay. And we really need to have uh, to work on our relationship. And uh, to that end, we started, you know, interacting. And I can confirm that uh, there are more positives uh, coming out of the league, even though we are still not happy with a, a lot of things. But at least we are headed in the right direction. I mean, currently, okay. as I'm talking to you now, uh, we are busy engaging with the league on the issue of the National Dispute Resolution Chamber, which we've always been complaining about. That, uh, that NDRC, we're not happy about it. It's not compliant with FIFA rules and so forth. And uh, we are at the very advanced stage, of course. There would have been as well the intervention from FIFA and so forth and whatnot. But the willingness on their part to say, okay, let us sit down and make sure that we are then able to see this pro uh, process uh, forth. Then uh, to us, it's very encouraging. And I think we can only grow and become, you know, uh, better. Of course, we will always have our differences. Our responsibilities, uh, first and foremost, are with the players. And uh, to the extent that there are issues that uh, don't sit well with our members, we will... Uh, never shy from raising those issues and we'll deal with them in the best way we, we know how. Tlantla Shabalala is the SG. I just want us to stay with this document before we move to other issues. The PSL also says in the document that players are now earning a high income compared to the past. They say the income bracket has moved from an average of three to 5,000 rand a month to 
between 40 to 50,000 rand, while the top income bracket has moved to between 80,000 rand and 400,000 rand a month. Is this correct? Because now we have to question some of the information in this document. Is that how much players are getting now? Up to 400,000 a month? Uh, thank you, Tabis. Remember, uh, contracts differ. You know, there are those who are high earners, you know, who are, and there are those who are at the lowest uh, level. I mean, entry level, some players, which is what you know that we were fought about. We are very vocal about that aspect. Where, Minimum wage. Where, that's what we have raised as well, which is one of the things that we want to get in order to cut these kind of things. Where we had players that were earning 5K, 5,000 rents. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs, Bruce Vuma is one of the examples. We also had, uh, at uh, Marispec, there was something of that nature as well. And um, a lot of other teams where players are earning 5,000 rands, 7,000 rands. So it, it differs. It, it could be that they are mentioning, or maybe what they are talking about is the high earners in the league. But we don't really agree with the whole thing in, in saying that uh, players are earning that much, uh, probably, you know. But the issue of the minimum wage is the one that will address uh, this particular aspect because if they mix up missions of that nature and they say salary starts uh, maybe at NFT from 18,000 rands upwards, PSL 35,000 rands upwards, as per what the players have called for, then we'd agree with that. Uh, at the end of the day, individual contracts are signed between the player and the clubs and we don't have the numbers of all the players but uh, according to the survey that we have conducted as well it is not really accurate in some instances you know so it differs so this submission says no one le- earns less than 40,000 rand is that true or not no it, it's not true Tabis. that's not true no. so how far is the fight for minimum wage i i always say that uh, what is it uh that uh, dreams don't have a deadline, you know. We started long ago with this issue. We have spoken about it. We are vocal. We have engaged with the players. And uh, we have called for unity so that we can all achieve uh, the best for the, you know, the players and this organization as well. So we are engaging with the league, which is what I think the president has mentioned, you know, to change a number of things that we are dealing with. One of the positives is the NTRC, which is the one that we are in the process of making sure that it complies and it does not uh, prejudice the players. Where you find the player's contract is three years, it's terminated by the club unlawfully and the settlement or the ruling from the DRC becomes a six-month uh, settlement, which does not really make sense how such things are calculated. Where clubs also uh, terminate contracts of players where you are left with three seasons with the value of three million in your contract and they offer you a mere 150,000 rands as a settlement. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that we are fighting about so the the minimum wage issue is one way that will push and will not rest and we believe that at this point in time with the way things have been going and us having to sit and deliberate on issues with the league it's one of the pending issues that we would have touched on as well which are on the cba which we look to push and then never really rest at that aspect if you've just joined us, we are talking to Safpo, the South African Football Players Union. We've got the president, Mr. Tulakhanya Khoshubelwe, and also the secretary general, and Tlantla Shabalala, both former players themselves, of course. And talking about that, it brings me to an issue now, I'm jumping ahead, but an issue of Platinum Stars. In a situation like Platinum Stars that gets sold and moves to Cape Town, what happens to players that have that had contracts at Platinum Stars? Do they get terminated? Does it depend on the club? How does that work? You see, Tabiswa, well, that's a very sad uh, state of affairs. And I think... You see, all we are requesting as the uh, players' union, you know, we are requesting at this point, that's some uh, time we'll demand, we demand and we request, is that the players need to be involved when clubs make decisions. You know, there's a, a kind of reflection way they're saying, people, you know, people are making decisions about us without us. And before I even go back to the issue of platinum, Tavis, I mean... You would know, maybe you are very aware that uh, La Liga took a decision 
without involving the players. I'm talking about something that's happening now. Yes. That the players who play a league, one, 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 game, in one game in the U.S. Players without said no. consulting the player. Players are saying no. Yep. We're not going to do that. You must respect us. You must tell us about these things. The calendar as is, is very congested. Okay? Where do we fit in in this uh, uh, big scheme of, of things? You know, is it about a commercial benefit? What about us as the players? And 25 players met. I mean, key players, your Busquets, Ramos, you know, of this world, they met. Now, I'm saying to you, you see, and, and you see, the La Liga players understand that you cannot win that which you didn't win in the street in the boardroom. If for you to win things, you must win them in the street. And you must stand and say, no, wait a minute. Because these things, they start very small. A simple thing like somebody says, no, we will be selling. And, and this thing goes back to the heart of how football is structured here at home. To the heart of the ownership of the game here at home. Because families will just sit and say, okay, Tabi Swa has got a team. Meet with the family later in the evening and say, well, I cannot afford uh, this team. Or I've got a lucrative uh, offer. What do I do? I'm going to sell this team tomorrow. I don't meet, a bit, uh, 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 meet up with the players and talk to them. We don't respect the players as employees. You know, we don't want them to be part and parcel of the decisions that we make. And you must remember that. I mean, in 95, we amended the Labor Relations Act, which gives the rights to the workers. What does that mean to us? Are we not workers? We are workers, of course. Now, it creates a bit of a problem. Players don't know what's going to happen. And most of those players who are with Umoya uh, today, they were not told where to report for training. But their contracts are terminated. They don't know whether they will be bred tomorrow and stuff. And they are on top of that, they are told that, look, we, you, you are not in our plans. We'll give you a one-month salary or a three-month salary. You know, and, uh, and, and that cannot be tabby. So all we are saying is that consult with the players. We understand that sometimes people get liquidated. We understand that it's not every day where you're going to have money to run a business, you know. But you need to consult your employees and the players to that extent, they need to be consulted. And this is the message that we are taking to the clubs. And this is the message that we are giving to the league to say, make sure that the players are consulted on issues that affect their life. You spoke about La Liga. You made a very good example here. There seems to be solidarity in La Liga. But do you have that kind of solidarity here in the PSL with, with, with the players? Because I remember there was a time when you were calling or you were saying that there should be a strike if you don't get minimum wage. How's the solidarity here in, in, in South African football? I think we're making good inroads. I'll, I'll tell, I'm saying so because, Tabiso, you know that we at Celtics, just a team at Celtics, the player said, there were about eight players who were not paid at the end of June. And the player said, we're not going to go to training, all right? Because these players have not been paid. We demand that these players be paid and be given uh, their monies. And to the extent that those players are able to stand and fight for their thing, we believe that slowly but surely we are getting to where we are. I mean, we are on an educational drive as the players, you know, in ensuring that the players get to understand what their rights are. We had Cosmos the other day. Where the players had said, you know, we are now tired. We've been talking to the boss. The boss is not coming to the party. We went to the players. They said, whether they agree or they don't agree that you come here, you guys must come and we sit and we talk about these issues and address. Now, they understand the importance of a solidarity and the importance of being together, you know, because once we are able to do that, then we'll, we'll, we'll manage to win. And we always go further, Tabiso, and say to the, those who are in the Premier Soccer League, and say, look, sometimes there are no 
There are problems, but not as much as there are problems in the NFT. But at the end of the day, when you leave the PSL, you go back to the NFT. Then you experience, you know, uh, some of the worst, uh, 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 you gain some of the worst experiences that you would, uh, you never thought that you would. But the players are joining the union. I mean, starting from the national squad, you know, senior players, we are getting the support. They get to understand exactly what this whole issue is about. I can tell you that, Tabi, so we, we will be able to, at some point, uh, the players very soon, I'm very confident uh, that uh, this term would never, you know, would never end before the players say enough is enough, you know, and we stand uh, uh, side by side with uh, the rest of, you know, uh, the playing personnel. So, yeah, we, we believe that we'll be able to achieve that goal at some point. If you've just joined us, we are talking to the Players Union, South African Football Players Union. 0891104207 is our uh, studio number and SMS is 40938. We'll continue after this break. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. Well, before we went to the break, the president touched on the issue of Cosmos. And I remember, Antlantla, you were keeping the media updated on what was happening at Cosmos. Uh, how is that situation? Has it improved? Have players received their monies now? Tabiso, before I begin with that story, uh, it's, it's very heartbreaking, you know, and uh, that uh, continuously... Uh, the role of the footballers is being undermined, you know, by the clubs, which is what we are fighting for as well. Jomo Cosmos, uh, players have not been paid. Players have not received uh, their salaries, uh, full salaries, for a period of over seven months. Mm. Some would go for over three months without getting their salaries. I mean, we engaged with the players uh, a few weeks back and we said we are coming through to see you guys. I think uh, some of the... One of the players or somebody else uh, just uh, mentioned to Chomo that we are coming through. We arrived there, the gates were locked. There's a security that's sitting. Gates were not locked on arrival, but later on they started locking all the gates. We had to engage players over the fence, you know. So this is where you'd understand that uh, basically the message that is being sent by Cosmos is that you guys must train and play for seven months. This is the team that went to the playoffs and almost got, uh, you know, had a chance of being promoted promoted to the league. Yes, exactly. So these are committed players, you know, who are giving their all. And at the end of the day, their efforts are being rubbished uh, in this nature because uh, two months now they are not getting their salaries. And there's a trend at Jomo Cosmos, which has happened for a number of years, which has not changed. In June, Jomo does not pay the players. Oh. Remember the team's off-season. Off-season, he does not pay the players. His argument is that I'm not going to pay players who are not playing. So we are talking professional players here, Tabiso. By the virtue of that, Jomo says that I'm going to pay you until May, June, because it's off-season, you are not uh, working at Jomo Cosmos. Cosmos, I'm not going to pay your salary. So it means our players in that period so that they can get paid at the end of the month. They must go and apply at pick and pay. Some of them must go uh, and be securities for that particular month so that at the end of the month they get an income before they go back and start pre-season. The contract stands for uh, 12 months, but Jomo has been doing his, his own things at Jomo Cosmos. I mean, including this year, June players have not been paid as well as July, and a number of months they have not been paid. Some players are evicted from their apartments. Others have voice where they were humiliated and they had to be kicked out at 11 at night because of uh, outstanding rentals as a result of Jomo not paying these players. There's also an incident where Jomo gave players checks. They are still getting paid by checks. In 2018, uh, 21st century, these players are getting paid by checks. You would go Tabisa with your check at the bank. You would go with uh, Tulakhanyo so that whatever you get, half of that you share with Tulakhanyo. That's how salaries are paid sometimes at Jomo Cosmos. This is uh, not something that we want to see in our game. These are people that are uh, breadwinners. They've got kids that go to school. They've got uh, school fees.
fees to pay, uh, they've got their food to buy for their families as well. And they also have other responsibilities. Credit records are affected. They lose their cars, they lose their houses and everything like that. But we are talking about financial literacy. We are talking about uh, raising uh, financial literate 21st century footballers. How do you do that when players would go for over four or five months without receiving constant salary? Sometimes you are paid on the 11th of the month and you don't even know whether this salary will probably come in the next two or three months. You are not free to live your life. Yet in South Africa, we are talking about conquering Africa. We are top talking about, league. yes, top te- the top 10 league in the world. We are talking about challenging uh, in the world, but we are raising uh, depressed footballers. I mean, maybe some of these teams, the way things are, they must change their slogan and probably say uh, 21st century slaves, because that's what we are creating out of these footballers. Uh, slavery is being perpetuated on a continuous basis. And it's not only Jomo Cosmos, Tabiso. Uh, there are a number of teams. Chakuma would have been one of those teams that are not paying salaries of the players. And I just want to touch on the issue where the president would have spoken about the fact that he believes that we believe as SAFU that industrial action is, is just around the corner. Cape Town All-Stars, they demonstrated that. They were not paid their salaries. They were late. They were not consulted or informed that there'll be uh, delays in their payments. Players in solidarity as well as a you know a consultation with us we spoke and they decided that they are not going to train they boycotted training for two or three days their monies were processed it just shows you that in unity you know something comes to play so these kind of things we don't want in our game tabby so i mean we are talking about special people here with a special talent but the treatment is ridiculous we are talking about people who are beneficiaries of the game but at this day and age you have linesmen who are still earning more salaries than these players we have referees who are still earning more salaries than these players including but not limited the analysts that were as well what happens to these people who are the reason we have the league they are the league they are football but at the end of the day they are receiving a slave treatment we can't sit down and accept these kind of things Tabiso. and this is a trend in south africa where these teams are not paying salaries on time you've got umtata parks which got relegated as well same problems they had with bank space they've got the very same problems cheaper united they all players are signing on fields from two seasons ago and bombella same problems that we are having i mean as, as it is right now even black lepers they are players who are being engaged to agree terms verbally they've got a contract where the chairman comes and says tabis you you are on ten thousand rents but we are going to give you 20 but let's not put it down it's fine just play football you know that you are here we've got your best interests at heart and players are forced when there's a dispute when the player comes to the south african football players union the terms around the contract is ten thousand rents we are not going to fight for the 20 or 25 that they want to agree on verbally contracts are not given to players as well at this day and age a few of them have been terminated because they don't have a copy I mean, we yeah. were talking top 10 league in the world. And that's why I think we need transparency when it comes to figures and amounts in South African football all over the world. Well, most leagues anyway, you see, you can tell how much a player's moved for. You know how much a player gets paid a week. But here we don't see the books here. We don't see the books of the clubs. We don't see, we don't know how much players are getting paid. Let's go to the lines. Patrick in PE, thank you for holding. What is your comment and good evening? Uh, good evening, Kaliusa. I think for me, I hear everything that the players mean and I say. But Tabiso, this is the same note I've heard several times. It seems, it seems that they have not moved any step. That we have the Chomokolmo stories and everything, and nothing has been done to do about it. But let me shoot straight to the three things that concerns me, that I think they should be driven by the union. Do players have medical aids? First, that's the first question. I was about to get into that. Good, good yeah. question. Do, do they have life covers? Do they have pension funds? And that cannot be pushed to PSL. It should be instigated by the union so that it can, they can bring a proposal when they've consulted the other financial provider that provides these things. Because my fear is that, that this thing has been 
dragging all this day long, but we hear stories when a player has finished his career maybe with an injury that he cannot play anymore. You find that that player doesn't, he was not even covered for the hospital cover. He doesn't get anything after he said I played football. And so those are the things I'm saying for me. I hear the same note and still stuck in one. It's one record stuck in one in one position. I have no. I see no movement. I hear no movement of the things that are changing with the union being aggressive. Thank you, Patrick and PE. We'll get the union to answer that. Brian in Limpopo, thank you for calling us. Hi, Tim, how are you? Fine, thanks, Brian. I'm okay, man. I wanted to ask quickly there, man, from the guys. Uh, look, the, uh, the South African coaches are also uh, getting bad treatment in the, in, the, in the PSL. Are they also part of, the, of, this, uh, of this setup? And uh, one other, uh, the other question that I wanted to ask is, uh, it's about, I mean, I, I maybe how many percent of the of the players uh, are, are part of the uh, are members of the of, of the, the union. Okay, I can try and answer the one about the coaches because I was at a press conference today. It was um, it was ans- it was asked by Veli Lambuli to Pizzo Musimane, and he says that it's important that we have a united coaches union. And I think Veli Lambuli is working on that story, and he's gonna uh, break it for us very soon because he's going around uh, asking coaches about the specific one about the coaches union. Mdange in Cape Town will take your call too before we get the union to answer. Good evening, Mdange. Hello, good. Yes, Fudango. How are you, man? Yes, we can hear you, Mdange. What's your comment? Yeah, man, I, I, I just want to ask when uh, those guys in the studio, if, um, are, are they getting the support like, from, from the players? Because uh, they are fighting for the players. And uh, in my understanding, the players also should uh, meet them halfway. Are the players also uh, supporting all the, all this uh, in a problem? Are there a few players who are maybe joining the union? Or maybe because we understand that there are those players who are earning less. There are those players that we know that are earning higher. Are also those players in support of uh, as the younger like he, he the guy and are they getting the support the necessary support from the league or maybe the league is distance themselves from them or they are fighting under, uh, what are they getting the support okay great That's stuff loud and clear there Mdanga we'll get the union to answer these questions after this quick break at SAFM radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter Okay, let's get to answering the questions. And now, so much reaction on social media. Katlejo says, Commission of Inquiry is required when it comes to Jomo Cosmos. Kimi Daniel says, is this the same Jomo that was honored by the Reserve Bank, the so-called Black Prince from hero to zero? You are going to destroy your legacy, Bra J. Let's get to the questions. Patrick asked about medical aid, life covers, and pension fund. And I had that question because in that submission to the ICASA, the PSL said that they contribute 15 million rand every season to the Players Medical Insurance Fund. How does it work? President? Thank you. I think uh, the guys are raising uh, genuine questions. All right. Uh, but let me say yes, indeed, the players are insured. There's an insurance which is controlled by Telfishaw. The only problem that we've always had with the insurance is that the players do not have a right to claim. You need to do it via the clubs. Club. Because, uh, and that's a bit problematic because when a player is injured, he cannot write to the uh, medical insurance and say what needs to happen. However, I think the question that was asked with, by, by Patrick, we must deal, it, deal with it in totality. We must not deal with it in isolation. The fact of the matter is that you need money to invest. You see, you cannot expect the players to invest what they don't have. We've always raised the issue to say when the players have got, they are paid well, then they will be able to do certain things. 
And what is it that the union is doing currently with regards to that matter? We are engaging, of course, the league. With, uh, I mean, the SG has just spoken about the issue of the minimum uh, wage. But we are engaging government with regards to the issue of sports tax, Tabiso. We know that tax, tax as is, and Patrick is not going to sit and say, but why, why are players taxed the same way as uh, uh, us ordinary workers? A player works for, I mean, his career is very short, but he's taxed the same way as an administrator who's going to work for the next coming 30 days. If you are taxed 41% uh, to 45% by virtue of you earning in a particular bracket, the player suffers the very same uh, problem because when the whole issue of the tax system was introduced. Players were never taken into consideration. And I think it's about time that as a nation we must have that uh, uh, discussion and not dismiss it and say, what needs to happen? We have made a call. We have spoken with the Minister of uh, Sports, you know, because we want the support. We have raised the issue with the uh, Treasury, you know, to say, what is it that we need to do to ensure that the players are taxed properly? And to that extent, Tabiso, we have entered into an agreement with the University of Johannesburg. They are, you know, helping us develop a paper on the issue of sports tax because we said it's very possible and it's doable that the, pay, that the players can be taxed less than what they are uh, uh, currently being, being taxed. So we are busy with that and we'll be able to present this particular paper. So we need to do all those things. Tax the players 25%, take the mean in terms of the pension fund. If you want them to have a pension fund, open a kitty. You don't take the difference of what you would have taxed them and give to them immediately but you open a kitty and that kitty the players can only have a claim to it after their playing days are over it is done in europe where players will start playing they do not earn they do not take all their monies they only have access to their money once they stop playing football why can't we do it if it's not done anywhere else we must be the first people to do it here at home and that way we'll be able to address all these issues that uh, everybody is is raising it brings me to another issue sadly we've lost so many players over the past couple of years and Cecil Lolo comes to mind the late uh, also Senzo Meyua and also what comes to mind is that the families are saying that uh, they never received money uh, they were complaining that they never received money after they lost uh, their sons how does it work here when 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 a player passes on look normally what happens is that the the players are insured by the by the by, by the league so there will be a claim all right and uh, the player, the league takes fifty percent. The player takes fifty percent. So how do you cal- how you calculate that? You say a player's salary. If a player is getting six thousand, right, it would be six thousand times sixty months. And the, the club will take fifty percent. The league takes fifty percent. We are on. So record. what goes to the player? Is it up half. to the club now to, to to give the player that money? Yes, it's up to the club because in terms of how these uh, uh, insurances, you know, is being. I, it's this 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 topic makes me mad in actual fact. In if the club is playing the premium, uh, do they take that money themselves, or do they still give it to the player? No, no. The club takes thirty percent, takes fifty percent, mm-hmm. and the player takes fifty percent. And this is on the basis that the club is paying the premiums. And we're saying if you pay the the, the players better, they will then be able to do that. But you can still restructure this, structure this thing much much better. We know that you still have to pay administration fee. Why not give the player ninety percent and go home? We have a case. We've dealt with these cases before. Wet labs will do that. We we appreciated the other time when uh, we learned that Sia Sangwini received all his monies. We were very happy. But we said. It cannot be the prerogative of a club boss as to whether a player should get that money or not. It should be policy that once a player 
a player is insured, once they get injured or once they pass on, the family or the next of king or that player who is injured should get, you know, the a, a large, a large, a large sum of uh, money out of these uh, a whole uh, uh, insurance uh, scheme. So it cannot be correct that a player would get fifty percent and the club fifty percent. Let the player get ninety percent. And the other money can go to the administrative issues. The question from Brian and Mdanga was similar. How much support do you have from the <coughs> players? Uh, what, is the, what is the percentage and does this include uh, the so-called big name players or, or, or players from the, so, from the big clubs? We, we get support, Tabis. Uh, we are on uh, 60%, I think, uh, moving because it's, uh, it's still recruitment is underway as it is. So there's a support from these players, including big name players, you know. And uh, you remember that the reason why uh, we were slowed down as well, which is something that the players understand at this point in time, that the words of the protector are more righteous than the word of the destroyer. Sometimes clubs don't have the best interests of these players at heart. Players would have been victimized for being members of the union. Players would have been told contracts would be terminated when they joined this union. Uh, we were not given the platform to come and engage these players and educate them about their rights. But none, na, nonetheless, we have been uh, pushing Tabi. So we would recruit at weddings. We would recruit these players at funerals. If whomever we are targeting is there, we would go and join the funeral. After that, we would engage on these issues of SAFPU and uh, the current state of football so that they get to understand. So we recruit left, right and center, regardless of whether we get the platform or not. And players are coming together. I mean, it's been clearly demonstrated uh, by the membership number that we are getting from the players. The extensive consultations that we are uh, having with the players, they show trust and belief in the organization. When they have issues, they would engage us because they know that the right advice uh, stands with this organization organization and we are doing that with these players we are organizing the working class so that they can be a class for themselves and at this point in time players really understand how to be united and move forward as well we also encourage as well which is what we talk about the big name players as you've mentioned because we would have said, I mean, at, at some point uh, where a player would be getting his salary on time and he's signing on fee on time and he feels like he does not really have to participate in this union because he does not have problems. We need selfless individuals who understand the game and who are fixing it for the future of our kids as well. Because you might play today at Bitvest Vets, but in two, seasons, uh, in two seasons later you might find yourself at cheaper having problems with your signing on fee, which is something that you have not experienced ever since you started playing football. Only then you want to come to the union and say, guys, I've got a problem. Let us in this union. You might find yourself playing for a team in the NFT where you would go for three or four months without being paid, but you had a responsibility to join with the other ones in solidarity, regardless of whether you had problems or not, so that we make sure that we fix the ills of the game and, and, let, and make sure that football is the winner at the end of the day. So unity is there and we are still pushing and encouraging even those other ones who don't have problems to come through and support this organization because we are challenging the current status you know, of football as it is. We are here to empower uh, these players as it is. Is. We've got buzzer funds for these players as it is. We have just uh, formed a partnership with Standard Bank where yeah. players would have a private banker where they would have a shorter period of paying their house, where the interest rate is less for them so that when their playing days are over, they don't lose everything that they would have acquired while they were still playing. That's what we are on about. And players are coming through and we've helped a few and a lot more are joining the organization. Tabby. So there's progress and we are really proud of the strides that we are making as an organization.
I can't believe we are run out of time. Well, we are out of time again. Uh, but thank you to the Players Union for coming and joining us in studio. The President, Mr. Tulakhan Yehoshubele, the Secretary General, and Tlantla Shabalala, former players themselves, so they really know what they are talking about. And I'm sure we will have this discussion again going forward here on SAFM. But at the moment, that is all the time we have for now. But the conversation does continue on social media. I can see a lot of people are tweeting us. Up next is Mr. Ashraf Gada with the viewpoint. The big hitter is Professor Tlantla Kubisa, Secretary General of the National Freedom Party. My name is Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Luyolo. Thank you to Sylvester and Tebuho Khadebe. And once again, thank you very much to the South African Football Players Union. News is next.